0: TV podcast episode number 34 all right and we uh, we are back after a a hiatus and break and a bout of bronchitis and somebody playing with their zipper and uh, playing Candy Crush or something on their phone all kinds of good stuff going on Uh, but we are back and if my voice seems a little hoarse as I said I just got over some bronchitis so um, please forgive the hoarseness of my voice, but we have a ton of news to go through from San Diego Comic-Con 2015. I don't know if you guys heard about it or not, but, uh, no. it's this little get-together they have every year, about, you know, 150,000 people, and, uh, they roll out all this cool geeky stuff that we love, and joining me to sift through all this, uh, detritus after the, the mighty, mighty convention. Is the uh, the guy who's charged seven dollars and fifty cents for a bottle of water on the con floor, Mister Toad Sheldon? I'll give you two for fifteen dollars. And the guy that played the third Bajoran red shirt on the right on the episode of DS Nine and still charges fifty dollars for his autograph, Mister Daryl Taylor. you got to want my autograph
2: someday.
3: Fifty bucks is a bargain. I'll take two.
0: There was some uh, to-do at San Diego Comic-Con, I was reading, um, where you could get a photo op and a signature with Stan Lee for 350 simoleons.
2: Oh, that's all? Shot yeah, change.
0: 350 bucks, dude. Um, I um, I remember seeing Mark Hamill at New York Comic-Con a few years ago. He was charging 100. So.
2: No problem. I remember right. I was talking to Morrison a couple of days ago, and we were chatting about that.
0: You guys, you guys have any? Um, you guys collect autographs at all? Do you do that?
3: I do. No. I, I, I do to a point, but I like I have a few that I've paid for, but most of the ones I have are you know come from knowing people or hanging out with people at the cons or after the cons and stuff like that. So, but I, I do am like selling my
2: autograph if anybody. Yeah. Wants to know. Oh
3: yeah! Oh yeah! Uh, I do like to get the photo ops when I can. Sometimes I get, get them free, sometimes I don't, but I think it's cool. So like, like now that Leonard Nimoy's passed, I, I'm glad that I have a couple of photographs with him.
0: Well, I'm, uh, I'm taking my daughter to her first con, in, uh, the first part of August here, the uh, Steel City con. And uh, Adam, Ward, uh, uh, Adam West and Burt Ward and Julie Newmar are going to be there, and that's the Batman that she knows. But I'm gonna to have to break it to her that we can't get autographs from all of them because they're like 50,
2: expensive, 50 or fifty bucks. A yeah. Um,
3: I uh, met, hopefully
0: uh, Cat, uh, Julie Newmar will let uh, let her take a selfie because uh, she really likes Catwoman.
3: I met yeah. uh, Weston Ward down in Austin. I don't know about five, six years ago. I did pay for those, and I think for the pair, I, I bet I spent 120 bucks yeah. at least. She,
0: she. Daryl, ha- I mean, Daryl hates that Batman. But I mean when when you when,
3: you when you get a chance to meet the legendary Adam West Batman, you know
0: <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> Are you clearing your throat? Is that what you do? Oh I'm sorry, I didn't realize what? I was He's clearing on. my
3: throat. <mumbles> 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 <vocalizing> <mumbles> <sighs> <grunts> okay. The Batman.
0: Come well, on, Daryl. Speaking of Batman, let's uh, yeah, let's tie good. it all back together. Let's bring it all I back s- down to earth. Talk some good We're Batman. talking about some so. uh, San Diego Comic Con. We're talking about season two of Gotham, and the Fox drama uh, panel was a Comic Con Saturday night, same night as the DC uh, panels, actually, but in a different hall. And um, Bruno Heller's uh, message was that he said that you know season one was very about, much about the old school Gotham. Under mm-hmm. the under the thumb of like the um you know the gangs and garden variety thugs, but this season it's going to be about the rise of the villains, uh, as he says that uh, everything starts to decline into chaos. Oh no! Yay!
3: Yeah. Wait, is chaos a bad thing?
0: Well, I mean, we've already kind of seen that start with um you know uh, the Riddler and with Penguin. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, he's been, uh, they also had Robin Lee, Lord Taylor, who plays uh, Oswald Cobblepot at the, uh, the panel. Mm-hmm. And he's like the last boss standing after Murnie got off and fish fell off a cliff. Yep. Um, but it's never a smooth ride with him, as Robin Lloyd Taylor says on the panel. Uh, so we, we have a bumpy ride and there's going to be a, uh, the villains rise, there's an arms race and the good guys have to increase their force as well, noted, uh, Gordon, uh, is played by Ben McKenzie, and there'll be new heroes mm-hmm. introduced. Yeah, Batman. Oh, one of the things we got yeah. one of the things we got was uh, in casting uh, Jessica Lucas Lucas was uh, cast as uh, Tigress with a uh, yes. bullwhip.
3: I don't think I know her. What is she from? Did do she, do,
0: do, 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 do. she was in Cloverfield. She was in the remake of the Evil Bed. She was also in that show that was
2: the remake on Fox. It was the remake of the show the
0: BBC show where the boys First found point. dead. Yes, Grace Point. She, uh, she was it. on the uh, the cult, which was kind of a laughably bad show. We thought we made yeah. fun of on Nothing's On, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah, it got canceled uh, pretty quick. She was on the uh, Reincarnation of Melrose Place in the, in the uh, late uh, aughts. Uh
2: huh.
3: Uh,
0: CSI. She's pretty hot too. Yeah, right? she's a very attractive young lady.
3: Yeah, she's she pretty. definitely is hot, and I mean, the thing, the thing I the only thing you mentioned that I would have probably seen was probably CSI, but I would, you wouldn't remember that, but um, Evil Dead, now looking at her, I do remember her from that, but
0: Yeah, I remember her from Cloverfield.
3: I've, I've not seen Cloverfield, so Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, that
0: was a good movie, dude. They were yeah, eating I've up heard, all I've... the hipsters. Oh, yeah, sorry, I know. Man. They all died. It was so cool. Yeah, Yay, so cool. kill the hipsters! <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Yeah, the guy on the camera brilliant. was named Hud. <laughs> Get it? And, uh... Yeah.
3: And uh, I just don't have time for a lot of movies and stuff now because DC keeps putting all these awesome shows on TV. Yeah. I'm playing catch up in the summer now.
2: Uh, well they, get, they cast their brother, didn't they? Character has a, is that the one with the character has a brother that they cast or got them to?
0: To uh, the Daryl yes. computer. <laughs> oh,
2: okay. James Fran has been added to the cast as well.
0: Oh, I got you here, yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yo, know,
0: Galavan, the brother of Tigress. Right, her, 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 brother Br- like a, yeah. her brother Theo is her brother is a billionaire industrious, industrialist, hell bent on taking over Gotham. Yes, and then she is the Tigress. So she's just a very attractive lady with a bullwhip. There you go. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Hey now. <laughs> so you know, maybe maybe Cat hangs out with her, and that's where uh, you know Catwoman gets her uh, training. You know, bullwhip, well, well, bullwhip. will make it creepy. Bull, bullwhip, like I guess. What do you call it? Whipness? Uh, Whippitude? Anyway. (laughs) Uh, Cameron uh, Bakandova said the cat, after a crash course from Fish on being her baddest self, is trying to figure out where she stands, whether she's a good guy or a bad guy. And uh, we find more out on her background in this season. Um, Sean Pertwee said that more of a contract is being drawn between Alfred and young Bruce. Uh, Now that uh, that Bruce has found out his father's secret, um, cave lair there and spoiler for the end of season one about Barbara and they said she's the crazy ex-girlfriend from hell so I guess we're gonna be seeing more Barbara uh, but oh. she also comes a woman in full in her own right it's a story of insanity but also fulfilling your potential <laughs> I don't, I don't even know, know what that means. I have no idea what that means at all unless she's gonna that be one villain that sounds strange yeah Very maybe strange. maybe she's fulfilling her, her potential as a serial killer or something you know I don't know that could be interesting so I was just kind of hoping that character would be written out.
2: I kind of was too. Or at least go away for a season or something.
0: Because the actress, I, I don't, I don't appreciate her performance. I don't like the way they write her, and I just don't. I don't think it's needed. You know, what I mean, she just seems like a fifth wheel in most of the scenes that she's in.
3: Pretty much. Well, it's like they set up this character in those first six episodes of the season, and then they were just like, they just didn't know what to do with her, you know, and they just, I don't know. And I'm glad that this whole Rise of the Villains thing is going to be the theme of Season 2 because, you know, it was a mixed bag with Gotham Season 1. You know, it had trouble – we talked about it before, trouble finding its way and everything. But the one thing I can say about Gotham is they positioned all the major Bat-villains uh, very well for what they're talking about doing this season. That was part of what I really liked about, especially the stuff with with, uh, Penguin and the stuff with Riddler there at the end. When Riddler loses it, that's just awesome.
2: Well, I know they said also uh, that they were going to move away from the procedural villain of the episode type of episodes and then um, villain of the show. And then they were were going to move to a more um, story arc more story arcs throughout the
3: season. And I think that's a good idea. I just hope they don't do away with too much. Like, like, we still have some procedural, maybe not the villain of the week kind of thing, but, you know, the the other thing I really like about the show is the chemistry between Gordon and, and Bullock, you know. the That dynamic's really good, and when they're they're going through and they're doing their own brand of questioning and things like that. I don't know. I just hope that some of that still is in the show.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, hopefully we'll, we'll see.
0: It would be nice it's, if that would, they would keep that side more grounded when things are getting kind of crazy on the right. other side, you know what I mean? To kind of keep it more, you know, give us some stakes, you know what I mean? Don't, don't just make everything kind of pie in the sky and kind of crazy, you know, but we'll see. Let's uh, move on now to IZombie. zombie with the uh, the uh, panel for this uh friday night uh the i guess the first big reveal of the panel was that ali machalka will return as Peyton, which is cool but that she kind of went to europe on, on, on kind of a walkabout to kind of get uh, her head together after everything live revealed to her rob thomas is saying that everyone hates live he's like remember the show everyone hates chris <laughs> or everyone loves raymond everybody hates live is, is kind of the theme going into the second uh, season uh, Major's not quite right over the fact Liv did not let him in on her zombie secret. Uh, Peyton is still kind of crazy after what happened at the end of the season there. And uh, Liv is also on the outs with all of her surviving family members because of what happened. I, I guess the aftermath of what happens with her little brother. Yeah, yeah, uh, right. Because she could refuse to donate. In the plus side of season two, um, Rose MacGyver revealed that uh, among the many personas her character will assume this fall, one of them will require her to play guitar. And then a few more include Grumpy Old Man Brain, uh, Bro, cool. Brolicious Frat Boy Brain, <laughs> and uh, Real Housewife of Seattle Brain. Oh no! And that that sounds. Uh, those all sound funny and interesting.
2: Yeah,
0: I would definitely uh, check that out.
3: Out of that wide range of goofiness, the one I'm looking forward
0: to the most is her playing guitar. <laughs> That's weird. That would be cool. Yeah, maybe she could start her own goth band. Yeah. Yeah. Too bad there's already a band called the Zombies because. Yeah. Come up with something else, I guess.
3: Well, what what was that band's name that that was in the last couple of episodes? Oh God! Um, it was some crazy because so I, I think yeah,
0: like, they, I, I think
3: they have openings for for band members right well, now. Well, yeah, they're
0: all dead, so
2: <laughs>
0: I guess all the equipment sitting around untouched.
2: Yeah. Oh, did we? One thing we did, we got to throw in there. Cameron uh, Monaghan um, took a picture of him like, before the con, I think, you know, like, as Joker, as mm-hmm. a hint, I guess, to what might be coming up. It, it's in the chat, too, I forgot. I had posted it also on the site. Oh, yeah. a. Forgot.
0: Oh, you're talking about the guy who played uh, um, the, the character that was red-herring Joker. Mm-hmm. In the the son of Gotham. Okay. Right.
2: They're not confirming anything, but he just, it, it's a yeah, picture of him picture. in the white...
0: I just want to clear mm-hmm. that for the listeners, you know, so they know yeah. what we're talking about.
2: Um, it's, it's a picture in in uh, it's like he's taking a um, photo after he's been arrested, and in the in the picture, it appears that he has like white makeup on, like the Joker, and the you know the J- Joker look or whatever. The hair is kind of done up like it would, like he would look like the Joker, and he has that smile.
3: It could easily be another red herring, though, because remember we had a couple yeah. of red herrings for the Joker in the first season that went. Well, definitely up. that's the. Oh. But
2: it's, it's throwing it up there. Just
3: uh, that was
0: probably that, one of the most fun things about the first season is that they kept yeah. throwing us fake yeah. Jokers, you know, kind of in the background. So,
2: and hopefully they won't stop.
0: They'll keep doing that.
3: But the thing is, too, is that photo because I saw when you posted that on the
0: Taylor page.
3: I like that photo. I think he, I think he looks good as the Joker.
0: I think he did it
2: on the Instagram. He did it on his, on his Instagram. Which
0: yeah. I have cool. no problem with this, uh, this being their version of the Joker. You know what I mean? I had a long protracted, uh, Facebook argument, uh, the other day with some, with some people about the, the fantastic four movie coming up and about how, mm. you know, and, and, uh, they, they brought it into man of steel and how it wasn't their Superman or whatever. And I was just mm. trying to explain to them, you know, you know, that um, WB is Rick James, and your Superman canon is your couch. You know what I mean? They, WB doesn't care yeah. about your canon. You know what I mean? No. Different so, world. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm fine with this if it's a good story. You know, that's my even bottom line. Is it a good even story?
2: CBS. Even, even CBS. Even CBS. Yeah. They're not going to do what they're doing in WB and they're not doing what they're doing in the movies. Yeah. And yeah, you Supergirl. brought up the
3: whole uh, Fantastic Four thing, you know, and I gotta say that, you know, leading up before we ever saw footage and stuff, I was kind of poo-pooing on some of the stuff that I was reading going on, but I have to say, after these last couple of trailers that have come out, you know, I mean, it may end up sucking, and if it does, then I'll not watch it again, but to me, it has potential. It has right. a lot of potential.
2: Well, I'm definitely gonna watch I'm more interested in it, because I like science fiction, so... Exactly. And the horror. And then, well, um, that's why we liked the Man
3: of Steel movie, where a lot of people didn't, is
0: because of the science fiction as- aspect of right. it. I we'll really, really enjoyed me. it. Get to our BVS trailer in our Suicide uh, yeah, Squad. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll save that one. On TV. just put that in your pocket for right now, Chubb, and we'll take that out again later. But yeah, I'm just, I am just. I guess the point I was trying to make was, you know, mm. um, can it be damned if the story is good, make it good. You know what I mean? Right. So, I mean it, right. If people have a problem with this being the Joker in this version of Gotham, then, you know, I'm sorry. But, you know, that's the story they want to tell. They have the rights to the character and they're well within their rights to do so. Totally. Uh, but, okay, yeah. since we went on this, uh, this Joker um, side here, <laughs> let's bring it back to iZombie a little bit. Uh, Dave Anders, who plays Blaine, said he's getting in touch with his humanity quite literally. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, now that, you know, he's been dezombified. And mm-hmm. uh, I guess that um, it, in uh, the se- second season, the Max Rager people are trying to uh, plan to eradicate the Seattle zombie problem. Mm-hmm. So, uh, whereas the you know, zombies were on the offensive in season one, they're going to be more on the defensive this time around. And Blaine well, should Laker be all- kind of work together mm-hmm. to, to save the you know, the zombies that are left. Because it should be a
2: lot of them, and now that they've taken away the source, you know, their 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 source to keep them from. From turning into full-blown zombies, it's going to be
0: terrible. In the as max, Rager as- people would want to keep a lid on it so they could, yeah, uh, their liability. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. makes total sense.
3: As long as the Max Rager people don't bring in a sheriff from a small town in Georgia to fight the zombies, it'll be all right.
0: Liv will be okay. <laughs> yeah, we gotta get ready for that too. Walking Dead's coming back. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know they're all coming back, guys. We had a little break. We just gotta get. We have to. We got to get strong. Now we're back. Yeah. So iZombie. Zombie. Uh, I'm glad they got a second season. It looks like they're taking an interesting direction. Um, I am, I'm in, of course, because I mean that show is oh, yeah. one of my biggest surprises oh. last year. It really was. I did not. I agree. I did not expect hardly anything going into it, and then uh, you know coming out of it, I was just kind of blown away in a lot of ways.
3: I didn't see. Did did they say how many episode order they did for this season?
0: I think it's another thirteen. Other 13 next we're going to move on to the um the wb dc shows kind of all shared one big block on saturday it was a giant three-hour panel they sure did oh man and i watched every bit of it on uh, youtube <laughs> by the way it's available it's up so if you want to watch it all you can mm-hmm. um i recommend it just because it's, it's, it, they seem like they're having a lot of fun you know especially on yeah. um, the the way they started it um well they started with um um, the, the uh, one of the guys from the Vampire Diaries introducing the highlight reel for the last season of the Arrow. Yes, that's up too. I like. that. Yeah, that does look great. And afterwards, uh, Stephen Amell came out on stage in his brand new Green Arrow.
3: Oh man, I did see that clip, and that was
0: Green awesome. Arrow. Awesome! I think he's awesome. And yeah, he came out, and he said, "This is what he said: San Diego Comic Con, you have not failed this city." Uh-huh. Uh, I have lost people forever, but Star City still needs heroes. You hear what I just said? Star yes. City, not Kettling. Yes. Star City. Uh-huh. All of you have come so far, and I ask you to come a little bit further with the green arrow.
2: Yes, finally.
0: Yes. And five bucks says Cisco made the suit.
1: I and know <laughs> made that. Enhancement. And, That's uh, Cisco enhancement. all gotta over. Gotta have some
0: enhancements. And, you know uh, it. well, one of the other announcements that came out of this, I gonna, mean, I'll go ahead and go to that. Cause I know Cisco probably had a hand in this, uh, Diggle, it looks like they're grooming him to be the guardian. Maybe. And see. his, and yeah. the rumor is that his brother will end up being private hive. Who was like the, the evil number of the guardian in some of the mm-hmm. Titans books, which would be interesting. Uh, we got it get a piece of art of, um, the, you know, the arrow and the guardian uh, you know the arrow logo with the guardian holding the shield, right? Um, and everyone's assuming that it's Diggle because you know they were telling him you know you should get some head protection you should get a thing. Um, was joined by Katie Cassidy, Emily Bett Rickard, uh, you know, the future Mrs. Chub Toad, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. David Ramsey, John Berriman, and Willa Holland. Uh, along with them were Jeff Johns, who by the way, as a sidebar, I'm just going to say this right and right now, real quick. Um, they announced over the weekend that Jeff Johns and Ben Affleck. Are working together on a standalone Batman movie
3: I saw that and I am so excited
0: uh, yeah Johns and and Affleck and his writing partner from Argo and it'll be Affleck directing uh, and Affleck starring hearing that Jeff Johns is on board with that gives me so much more confidence
2: so, oh yes,
0: I mean sure. after he's hit out of the park with all these DC TV shows and of course his comic book work, I mean it's good to know that there's someone there who's you know from that familiar with the character who's going to be kind of driving the boat. You know what I mean? Um I so angry. Well, and Jeff
3: well, Johns is just one of those that has the you know just birth given ability to breathe life into characters, new life into characters that. Where it's gotten stale before. I mean, what he did when he brought back Green Lantern in the comics, and all, you know all that stuff. But but not just that is
0: his run on
3: Aquaman
0: in the New Fifty Two. I think even more even more than that, Johns knows why these characters work. You know yeah. I mean? he knows. Why this archetype has been around for 50 or 60 years. Why the Flash has so many modern fans. Why the Flash is an interesting character. Why Batman is an interesting character. Why, like you said, what makes Aquaman cool? You know, what is Green Lantern when you just tell him down? If you go back and read Rebirth, he wasn't just bringing Hal back. He was rebuilding Green Lantern. You oh, yeah. Brick. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. so entire- he... Mythos much, of much, it, yeah. much like Bruce Timm and Paul Dini with with the Batman animated series, they distill the he knows the distillation of the character. He knows what makes the character work, why the archetype works, and that is super important. You know, if you have someone who's trying to write a story or write a script.
2: we got a. Well, it, I, it, it appears
0: to be maybe that David Goyer is kind of out. Yeah, David. Well, here's the thing: Goyer is not involved in the Zack Snyder. Justice League universe at all. Mm-hmm. It's um the guy who wrote Argo with right. uh, with Affleck, and I, I'm blanking on his name right now, but he's Affleck's yeah. writing partner from Argo. He also he co wrote the new Batman v Superman. He's also co writing mm-hmm. the Justice League movies. So Goyer's kinda on the outs. Yeah. Um Snyder, I guess Snyder and he don't work together well or whatever, but Goyer does not have his smudgy little fingerprints all over this, thank God, because he's I, I mean he's like the anti Just on
2: yeah, he's very uh, <laughs> up and down when it turns when it comes to to writing uh, movies. His yeah, philosophies are kind of
0: well, kind of out there. I think I said this before. You know, on one hand, you have the Dark Knight that he helped co-write. Uh huh. On the other hand, you have Nick Fury, Agent of Shield, starring Daisy. <laughs> yeah, right. Or Blade Three, right. or you know, pick your exactly. Crack movie. Well,
3: um, and the thing is, I mean, with him, it's for everything that he does well, he has another four failures. <laughs>
0: Plus, a lot of times, it's who he's collaborating with. I mean, he didn't write Dark right. yeah. alone. He wrote it with Jonathan and Christopher Nolan. So, I mean. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, Greg Berlanti uh, started the after, the, you know, Emil's uh, uh, introduction said, you know, we've always said the progression for Oliver is from arrow to green arrow. And this is the next step. And this is all about what Oliver is going to become rather than who he was. So, I mean, season three, I mean, it, you know, we said it almost seemed like a uh, like a series finale it kind of is I mean they're really it bringing it all you know, back in a much better place as he says um he's happy he's in love and I think that feeling <laughs> infuses all the characters so we're I guess we're gonna be seeing a little bit lighter tone with the arrow not so dark not so
2: more superheroic I would think
0: interestingly though I mean his, his nemesis coming up is gonna be Neil McDonough as a Dave yes. dark Mm-hmm. Which is pretty interesting. And, uh, he is and a Hive. Good He's a good yeah. villain. Oh, if oh, yeah. you guys have seen Justified. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. He was so awesome on that. He, he's good in every. He's played a villain in in countless uh,
2: shows, and he's always. He always knows how to play that charismatic. But when he turns dark. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he goes to the. Oh, you know, yeah. When he turns dark, it's like a switch; it goes off just like that. And he's got that a, thing,
0: like like Michael Rooker or Dennis Hopper, uh-huh. you know, where they're they're your friend, they're your friend, they're not your yeah. friend anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know,
2: that's exactly what he does. So it's, it's I, I think
0: he's perfect to play that role. And after they mentioned that, you know, Jeff Johns uh, said that there's going to be another villain coming after Dark. So he's not going to be the only big bad this season. Which is uh, good. Yes, that is good. I, I like it the when they change it up like that. I mean, they spent a lot of time on the wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they spent a lot of time on the Rachel Gould story. I think it would have been yeah. you know, better if they you know, packed maybe another line in there or whatever, mm-hmm. The storyline. Um, there's a lot of characters coming up, John says, uh, that people won't really guess it will appear soon. And they dropped a few names. Mark Guggenheim cut straight to it saying that Anarchy and, yes. Mr., and Mr. Terrific right. huh, would debut in Arrow's fourth season. Uh, Mr. Terrific's got to work with Felicity, our version, Mister Triffic, also happens to be gay. be revealed. All right. So that's cool. This is an, an interesting take on the character, and I'm, I'm just wondering how they're. You think they're going to go with the um the more um. Um um. God, and his Animal's last name Michael. Michael Holland. Michael uh, the, the 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 um the present Mister Triffic. Do you think they're going to base it more on him or on Terry Sloan? or um.
2: I. They'll probably do the more recent version. Yeah, I, I would, I would so. say, it, right. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah the, you don't uh, want to have uh, a
0: guy running around with a girdle that's just fair play around on his... <laughs> his, on his <laughs> exactly.
2: You know. they, they probably want another tech head, too.
0: Yeah, that To would help out sense.
2: with... Um, especially if you're working with Felicity, That that's automatically, you know, you get... It. Since they're taking away... Um, since they're taking away... Uh, uh, what's his name? The, uh, Adam... Uh, the guy that oh Brendan Routh. yeah since he's going to I don't think he's going to be in it much this season in Arrow I mean he's supposed to be dead
0: for now I mean like well he's leading that legends of tomorrow group right but to them
2: he's supposed to be dead maybe probably. yeah for
0: the explosion right
2: right so maybe it, from there so that since they're taking him off the you know off the table for a little bit uh they're going to need someone else to to kind of do the inventions and stuff because she can't do everything.
0: Maybe he'll be more of like a Cisco character, like the you know he could be like her, Felicity Cisco, like Felicity do, will do most of the computer stuff, and then you know, right. this guy could be like the. He'll
2: put it together and, and then like, they, create you know. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah interesting. I think that that's what it would be. Yeah. There can be only one Cisco.
0: That's true. Well, Cisco's is a metahuman anyway, so right. right. We, 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 you know, he's already very special. Um, Willa Holland um, revealed that she'll be wearing a red leather costume as Speedy in the new season. You, I cried Yay. tears of joy when I tried the outfit on for the first time. Holland said
2: she okay. looked good doing it though.
0: Yeah, I thought, I
2: thought she yeah, I think so too.
0: And you know what? I think she's she she earned it. You know what I mean? She trained, she did all, all right. that stuff, all the stuff that we wish Katie Cassidy's character had done. Yes, <laughs> yep,
1: exactly. Yes.
0: She did. So, I mean, her she kind of earned the speedy costume, you know, yes. rather than just, like, having it th- th- thrust upon her because she's blonde like Katie Cassidy did with the Black Canary costume. Um, John Berman chimed in. That he didn't know if he'll be retaining his hood as the Dark Archer in the new season or taking on the wardrobe of Rachel Gould. leaving um, leading Guglielm to say that he'll be donning the hood in the third episode. Hmm. Mm. Uh, after the talk of costuming and looks continued, they pointed their questions at David Ramsey and started asking him if the facial hair he had on stage will be uh, is the one he'll have in the, if you'll still have facial hair in the new season uh, Ramsey said I don't know if that'll go well with my new helmet um, adding that he, he has a real superhero costume in the new season joking that it's called Black Driver
2: huh, huh, huh. <laughs> Yeah Helmet. Helmet does sound like Guardian,
0: though. Yeah, sure. it certainly does, I mean, yeah, it would make for sense sure. with his training and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, returning to fan Q and A, Emil asked his, uh, his character uh, will be less dour and more silly than he is in the comics. Um, Emil uh, said in reply, "I did just ask everyone to follow the Green Arrow." <laughs> Emil said, uh, "So I think we're going to move into a more Green Arrowy direction." <laughs> right not sure what exactly that means, but <laughs> I guess a little more happier, maybe? Um, they asked, uh, The next fan asked a question about changes to the characters' dynamics with each other in the new season. Uh, Emil said that it was more on the open between the characters, especially referring to their secret identities. Um, the Arrow front man said that um, that opens up connections between Laurel and Thea, as well as Malcolm and Felicity. So I guess Malcolm is definitely going to be part of the mix in the new season. Hmm. Uh, the, and then the last fan asked an interesting question. Has, have any of the actors had to be like their character in real life? To which Ammo replied, uh, I once got mad at a guy at a hockey game and he started talking back to me. And then some guy yelled out, hey, that's the green arrow. <laughs> <laughs> that's got to be cool. Yeah. Um, from, the, from the arrow presentation, they went right into a sneak peek of the new Vixen cartoon. Which looks good. I know, it looks awesome. I'm it so
3: looks fantastic. I can't wait yes. to
2: see it. I just can't wait for them to move her into live action as well to be able to
0: to go back and forth. That would be great. I would love to see her pop up it's in gotta the it tomorrow or you know, it's gotta be. This, I mean you you know, know. they wouldn't go to all the trouble of making sure she's grounded in this universe if they didn't plan exactly. on using her at some point, you know. Exactly.
2: What's the point of that if you're not, you know.
0: This makes not, more sense. Um uh they then uh, next ran the sizzle reel from the flash. Now most of this was a highlight reel from the past season. But yeah. But mm-hmm. with some uh some interesting additions um we see the flash running through central city, but now he's blue mm-hmm. uh, and not yeah not yellow lightning anymore um and then we hear part of the voiceover as we see him running it says, "My name is Jay Garrick, and your world is in trouble mmm so, the, that was no coincidence or tiny Easter egg seeing that um, Mercury helmet fly through the portal last time. Say what? Uh, this is the finale, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, that, we're definitely so going to be the Earth, too. And then the final text, Zoom is coming. Yes. And it's interesting, they, talk, they say later that Zoom is faster than the Flash, faster than the reverse Flash. Um,
3: now, but, but in the comics and maybe I'm mixed up at the moment, but wasn't Professor Zoom and Eobard Thawne the same person?
0: Yes, the original Professor uh-huh. Zoom was Eobard are So Thawne. they're, so they're going
3: to split it out here.
0: So. Well, there's another character, Hunter Zolliman, right. right the serial uh, killer uh, profiler who worked uh, in Central City Police with Barry. He who started up, it out good. Right, he started out good, but had so many incredibly bad things happen to him. Um, you know his parents his family were killed in front of him He was crippled all these different things and then he ended up through an accident um, Getting not even super speed. It was more like some sort of like weird reverse reverse.
2: Like, yeah, I like he like, could It's more like time than he is more like, like start, I'm stuck
0: in time rather than he is right. actually fast You know what I mean? Right. Right. But he was also he was known just as zoom Right. And he wore the same outfit as Eobard Thawne because he wanted to psychologically mess with the Flash. And mm-hmm. he knew that that foe really did. So
3: so do you think this is that character?
0: It, you know what, I might get, and here's my theory. I think it's Eddie Thawne. Yeah. I think Eddie Thawne ended up getting sucked through that vortex. I think Flash is going to have to undo the vortex and then some things are going to be changing, some things are going to be the same. But I think Eddie is going to come back through somehow as Zoom and exact his revenge on me you know having you know I
3: could see that I mean cuz I I I mean I pretty much figured he was going to come back as like an, an another
2: reverse flash or something like that so th- that theory makes sense well think of his philosophy the in the comic his philosophy was to make flash the best flash he could be like you don't have enough tragedy in your life i have to do
0: things to make you better as flash when he died Which oddly, I mean, real quick, which obviously is kinda of what Wells was doing all through season one.
2: Right. Yes. Right. In, yes. In a, definitely. A
0: different motive though.
2: And the way that uh whatchamacallit, the way Eddie died, he lost everything. He died he he lost it all because he became insignificant, remember? Like his when he realized that he never amounted to anything in the future. Like his name was never even remembered really. He was just an ancestor. But he didn't do anything that stood out and, and I mean that he could take all that and and
0: uh, and that could kind of twist him. And yeah, and not only that, I mean the the whole thing of him going through the portal and everything would probably have some sort of effect on him. Plus, he Mm -hmm. could blame Barry for uh, that happening to him, like him being on in time like that. He could blame Mm -hmm. Barry for taking Iris away. He could blame Mm -hmm. Barry for forcing him to kill himself. You know, he could put all that on Barry's shoulders if he wanted to.
2: Yeah, maybe I had to do that because you were too weak as the
0: Flash. Right, so I needed a better Flash. Yeah interesting uh anyway um and patty's
2: yeah. gonna be this season did we say that yeah
0: the character patty right um they brought the flash cast down on the stage the entire cast grant gustin canis Patton, john wesley ship well not the whole cast but um carlos valdez and daniel pennebaker along mm-hmm. with christ uh christopher berlanti and johns who were still there uh they hung out after the arrow portion as they say <laughs> Um, talk went directly to the uh, mention of Zoom in the trailer with Christberg saying that he'll be the big bad of the new season and his quote, he's going to be faster than the reverse Flash, faster than the Flash, and it's going to be very hard to catch him. Um, Teddy Sears is confirmed as playing Jake Garrick in the new season and uh, Chantel Van Santen uh, is joining as Patty Spivitt. Uh They also mentioned that Wally West will be appearing in this season. Yep. That was kind of a mind-blower. I don't know how that's going to fit in.
3: Yeah, that's interesting.
0: Um, Jake Eric is inter- integral to the Flash mythology, Christberg said. He's never been portrayed in live action. Now that we've established our Flash, we thought it was interesting to bring in the original Flash and create a brand new episode for Barry to have. Oh, yeah. So um, that that um, the second season of Flash will follow up in the events of the finale and add into that the Earth-2 characters being a new wave of metahumans. Uh, this like year we have maybe, another
2: world. Oh, maybe that's, that's where awesome. Girl,
0: Maybe that's where Hawk Girl came from. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, and Hawkman. They
0: said Hawkman was yeah, coming. Yeah. They said too. Hawkman was coming. A
2: Hawkman's too. coming.
3: I would love. I wonder if this means that maybe we'll eventually get an Alan Scott,
0: and um, also a Doctor Fate. Yeah, we'll see.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. There've yeah. been a lot of different incarnations of Earth Two over the years. This is the first time in the WB
2: DC thing that they, uh, you know, that they've actually confirmed any other world really i mean and with that having Turtle. another earth like that, that that opens up the floodgates to do a lot more stuff
0: a lot more storylines that they you know absolutely um they asked carlos valdez about well, what cisco learned in the finale and how uh and how's that touched on the new season uh his quote as fans on the latter half of season one cisco starts having these dreams and starts undergoing these biological changes that take place in his mind Puberty. Uh, yeah, Those kind of augment <laughs> themselves over time And yeah, the beginning of season 2 Deals with how Cisco deals with that change yeah. uh, uh, Daniel Panabaker added that she's Beyond excited about her character doing more As Killer Frost one day um, They asked about several more additions To the Rogues Gallery Chrysler said there'll be several returning favorites Including Grodd, Captain Cold, Golden Glider And some new villains in addition to Zoom
2: Most death uh, Gotcha
0: Zoom is going to be terrifying and scary and fast, and it's going to be all kinds of cool," said Kreisberg. Oh yeah. Um, after they deflected a question about Cisco becoming Vibe, um, and that was the end of the presentation. Ah. And then uh, well, thought, oh. I was
3: going to say you mentioned Captain Cold. I saw today a story about that Michael Ironside that's going to be playing his father.
0: Yes. Right. Well, him as so, Goldwater's father. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any more inside is good. Yes,
3: yes, I think it's a great addition.
0: Oh yeah, most definitely. Service and sure citizenship. Uh, next, um, they went with DC's Legends of Tomorrow. And they showed the uh, the video package that we probably we've already seen. Uh, mm-hmm. A few new cutscenes here and there, and then some concept art for the team members, but we haven't seen you know some, a lot of them yet. So. Uh uh Chiara Renee, uh, Brandon Rouse, Dominic Purcell, Katie Lotz, Victor Garber, and Phil Klemmer, along with Burl Antichristberg and Guggenheim, uh, came to the stage. Um Guggenheim revealed that the new seasons of Flash and Era would set up Legends of Tomorrow with their early episodes, with the annual crossover between these shows, cementing the foundation for the mid season series. So that's cool. That'll be a cool way to do the first crossover of the season. You know, it. Well that doing scene new-
2: the scenes we saw must have been that when we saw Oliver and 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 uh, and Barry talking to them when they're in a the group they're on the rooftop it looks like they're on a the rooftop right and it kind of it looks like they're kind of explaining this is what has to go down like this is this is what's happening
0: yeah i think i think um them limiting to this, the crossovers to like two a season is pretty cool and i think this would be a good way to use one of them you know for sure yeah. Um, Brandon Rouse said that he thought his character uh, Ray Palmer uh, will have desire to lead the team at some point mm-hmm. although you considering Captain Cole a heat waver on that team I don't know if the leadership it's, is, you know, exactly. is going to be like what they're looking for there yeah. um, Katie Lott said the White Canary isn't just a visual change um, her time in the Lazarus pit changed her uh, her quote I want her to just go nuts off the wall and that's my plan okay works for me
2: if gonna so get, she,
0: uh, she says, like, she will be the woman without fear, kind of. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> if you get,
2: the, who, you need someone like that to keep Captain Cole and, and Heat Wave in check. Right. And, like, you need somebody that's going to bust heads, if need be. Um, don't. And they, need, they
3: need to give us just a little spin off too, of the White Canary versus the Black Canary. And watch her kick her sister's
0: butt. They really don't. Arnie oh, um, Purcell said that his character Heatwave is uh, pissed off about joining the team, uh, but has no other choice. And Captain Cold will be, fine, be told being told what to do by Stein and Palmer not very bearable. Um, the reveal the big bad. They previously revealed Big Bad of the debut season, Vandal Savage, is then talked about. Um, the fun part of the show, Christberg says, is how do you defeat somebody you can't kill? Okay. Um, the team will fight Savage in various time pe- periods during the series. Uh, the quote from Kreisberg, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, all it is, is the crazy ideas. It's bunks, Right. So I like that. That's
2: kind of uh, cool. It's like a reset every, it, it seems like maybe it'll be like a reset every episode
0: where they'll fight. They never. Defe- they won't defeat them right away. Think about it. They can They can go with like uh, the World War II and have them meet uh-huh. after Rock and the Haunted Tank. They could go World War One and have them meet Spiesman Mas- and then and enemy Ace. They could go—I don't know—they go Old West and have them run into Scalp Hunter and Tomahawk and like them. Right. so much.
2: Yeah, that's what games. I mean. And, and you never, beat, heck. but you don't beat them because you can't—you can't kill them really. So right? You know, you can defeat a plan here and there in each timeline, but but you can't take them out. So,
0: right. um. Victor Garber said that uh, Comic Con was overwhelming and he thanked the fans. Um, he said that his character, Professor Stein, has a certain arrogance that makes him believe he's actually capable of mediating this dysfunctional family. Right. And uh, Sarah Renee said she's read like a million quote unquote comic books preparing for her role as Hawk Girl. Plus, she's been uh, training in uh, Krav Maga and boxing. So that's cool. All and right. then John's dropped the bomb that you mentioned before that Hawkman would also appear at some point in Legends of Tomorrow. Yes, uh, Guggenheim added. I think one of the great things about the show is that we get to visit all these different corners of the DCU all throughout time. We'll be allowed to go to all these incredible places and all these incredible moments. I'm just you yes. know, like I said, you know, what they end up in Nanda Par about hundred years ago when Deadman came out, or you know what I mean? Like they could do that. They could do, 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 that. They could, do they could do that. Yeah. Atomic Knights, Commandy, you know, they could. I mean, the, the sky's the limit with that show, really. I mean, oh, yeah. actually, the budget is the limit, I guess. Right, um, <laughs>
2: right. That's yeah. true.
0: More than anything else. Um, okay, and then finally, Supergirl. Yes, they um, they showed the, the uh the official unre- unreal unspooling of the pilot was at San Diego Comic Con. So if you were you know if you were there, you got to see what everyone else saw like a month ago on the internet. Right, um, it's just. Uh, you know, and the buzz is very positive for the pilot. Just like we said, you know, we really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, for, uh, for the uh, the panel, out, uh, Melissa Benoist, uh, uh, Ch- uh, Tyler Lee, uh, Jeremy Jordan, David Harwood, and uh, McCod Brooks. And uh, then uh, Greg Berlanti, uh, Ollie Adler, Andrew Kreisberg, and Jeff Johnson, and Shera Schechter. Uh, I think it's cool to have you know, women on the writing staff and the production staff. I think that's really good.
2: And one run, run, a showrunner, a female showrunner for Arrow, also.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I calls call Supergirl a story that needed to be told. You come in, you see her as a female, and you go out and remember her as powerful. She's a badass. Yes. Interesting. Um, it said it was long overdue for a show, a superhero show led by a woman, and they're doing it right by following the comic books. Um, right. and talked talk to, uh, to Warner Brothers, CBS, and DC finding the right person to play Supergirl. Kreisberg said, We saw thousands of women, and Lisa Benoist, or Melissa Benoist was the first one that we saw. Uh, coincidentally, Stephen Amel and Grant Gustin were also the first people to audition for those roles, too. Ooh. So they do have uh, some interesting things in common. Uh-huh. Um, Benoist chimed in to offer a more perspe- pessimistic perspective on the audition, remembering it after it was done, thinking, I blew it. That was terrible. Did really? Uh, she does really enjoy wearing the costume, though. She says, it's hard to articulate the way that it makes you feel. It really does transform you internally. It's impossible not to feel empowered and to feel hope and strength and bravery when I'm wearing it. I feel like a different person, which is cool. I, I really like the new Supergirl costume. Right? I think she do, too. Yeah. She brings the right attitude to the character, I think. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, Harwood talked about his character of Hank Henshaw, who in the comics becomes a cyborg Superman. Uh, I like to keep people guessing, so the gray area, I think, is where this character exists. Uh, you don't know whether he's got good intentions or bad ones. You just have to wait and see. Um, they also revealed three new additions to the show. Yes. Live Wire, Cool uh-huh. villain. Uh, Reactron, another cool villain, villain. And Maxwell Lord. Yes. Yes. Shocker for me. I mean, I had no idea they were going to go there. Didn't know um, either. Or it's gonna be uh, played by Peter mm-hmm. Fastinelli from Twilight. Quite a surprise. Um, very interesting. Um, Christberg mm-hmm. also said the Supergirl is deeply inspired by the original Superman movies by Richard Donner. But I mean, that's obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From seeing the pilot. But uh, yeah, Maxwell Lord. Interesting that they that that would be the well they draw from. You know what I mean? Yep. No. They,
2: yeah.
0: That's definite. That's that's. that's I mean. We know we know him as well. I mean, in the eighties, he was the one who brought together the Bwahaha Justice League, and then during Countdown, he was the one who basically mind wiped the world. You know, kind of erased his own existence through mass telepathy. Sure did. Uh, Then he was also the one who shot Booster Gold and got his neck broken by um, Wonder Woman Mm -hmm. uh, right before Infinite Crisis. uh, All that good stuff. So a very interesting character to be pulling into this uh, into this mix. And I'm pretty sure Livewire started out on the anime on the Superman animated series. Yeah, remember. she did.
2: Yeah. yeah, she had a she was a lot like with uh, Harley Harley Quinn actually. Right, how it started on the cartoon and it,
0: yeah. it was popular enough, and then they put it in the comics. Right, voiced by Lori Petty, who uh, plays Pennsylvania now on uh, right. on Orange Is the New Black. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a cool a couple cool animation or a cool animation, uh, announcement. Um, over New York Comic Con, the uh, the next um, project coming down the pipe from DC Animation is being produced by Bruce Tim. It yes. is an adaptation of Batman: The Killing Joke. Really? Uh, this is probably my most
3: exciting news out of all the news we got because I'm I've wanted this forever.
0: It's it's amazing. Well, first of all, it's amazing that Bruce Tim is back. I mean, not that yep. um. You know, not not that you know the 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 producers and everything in his wake haven't done a great job. James Horner and uh, oh, no, I'm totally blanking on the other one's name, Sarah Strong uh, haven't haven't uh, you know done a great job. But Bruce Tim really, I mean, has such a, a visual appeal and such a like a way with these characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's just awesome to see him come back. And the Killing Joke, like one of the classic Batman stories, um, that that hasn't been adapted in any real way. It just I I have a few misgivings as far as like that that Brian Boland art I mean, a lot of people have a lot of problems because it's very violent and yeah, especially as Barbara women. Gordon. Uh mm-hmm. especially you know, what uh, the Joker does to Barbara Gordon and everything. Um I really have no problem with that. The D C animated features recently have been hard R, I mean, including you know, right. Flat Point and some of the other ones. I mean very brutal, so I mean, even in the animated series, we saw them kill Barbara off brutally by getting her tossed off a building in that one episode. Um, mm-hmm. um, you know, where uh, Gordon and Batman fight each other, and then um, we—I mean, you know—what they did, to Tim Drake, and, and Return of the Joker, and everything. It's just like I, I don't see this as too far off from that. So,
2: well, it's m- not a long. St- I don't like they might uh, stretch the Barbara Gordon stuff afterwards. I mean, because this has not been. This is not a long story. This is pretty short.
0: Oh, no. Um, interestingly, what, what I want to know is, I mean, when they adapted that Ed McGinnis uh, Superman Batman story they did with Jeff Loeb, they kind uh-huh. of aped the Ed, Ed McGinnis art, you know? And yeah, When they adapted the Michael Turner Supergirl apocalypse story, yeah. they kind of, like, adapted the Michael Turner art, that Brian Boland art in this comic is, like, amazingly detailed. It is. You know what I mean? I mean, it, yeah. it's it's easy enough to do like kind of a halfway between um, like an Alex Toth or Bruce Timm style and a Frank Miller style because they're more impressionistic. But
2: mm-hmm.
0: I'm just wondering how they're gonna, you know, and how it's gonna look animated.
2: You know? I don't know. It's a good question.
3: Be interesting.
0: But uh, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see who they cast. Will they will they call back Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy from One More Time?
3: That's another. That's another I would question. love
0: it if they would. Um, Hamill
3: has got to voice Joker for that.
0: I, he has to. Well, Anything less pull just it. not be it. <laughs> yeah. If you have, have any pull with Hamill, give him a call, dude, because I mean, he said he was done. Uh, yeah, yeah, he did,
2: but he also... I remember somebody actually took a quote out of um, a tweet he did years ago. Where he said what would be the thing that would bring him back, and he, it was the killing joke. If they ever adapted the killing joke.
0: That is the cool thing about Hamill. He is a nerd. You know, yeah, he yeah. does comics. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
2: and that's Joker for personified. Like, yeah, that is be,
0: one of the best Joker stories, absolutely. And you, you know? get
2: to ham it up
0: as much crap know? as people give Alan Moore. I mean, that's one of his best stories. You know. you get
2: the, yeah, so I, that might be the thing
0: to get him back if he's not too expensive with that Star Wars money Well, he said it was funny because he said the last time he did the Joker um, For the video games that he wasn't ever going to do him again because it killed off the Joker and everything But right. you know slight spoiler for the new Batman video game the Joker appears in that as like an illusion as like a delusion yeah in Batman's head because he's had fear toxins, so Yeah Hopefully they're going to back for this because that that well, I agree. I would, I would want Conroy and Hamill in the roles for this, you know, absolutely. And and Tara strong as Batgirl too. Yeah. As Barbara, you know, I think that would be, it'd be a a great way to go. Okay. So the biggest uh, trailers on the DC side, on the movie side, we got a look, a gander, a full trailer of Superman V Batman Uh Dawn of justice. Or is it Batman v Superman? Oh, Batman v Superman. I'm sorry. What'd you guys think? Uh What'd you think of the new trailer? I,
2: I, I, yeah, I, I was
3: beside myself i thought it was fantastic (laughs) the only thing is i was trying to figure out is man it must be bad times for batman when batman is having to put out the bat signal to ask batman for help which i'm not sure how all that works in his head but hey (laughs) but uh i i I got so excited just watch i watched that trailer probably
2: 10 times in a row it's uh, i've watched it more i've watched it at least three times just today <laughs> I watched it on the bus when I was really mad because they took so long to get here. I needed to relax. That and the Suicide Squad. I told you how sick I am that I had to. I watched that to relax. Oh
0: yeah. Well, we'll That's, get to that. But the the Batman yeah. v Superman the trailer, we saw a lot. We saw some story yes. hooks that we hadn't seen before. Little, I think I see Bizarro Superman. Yeah, yeah. We saw. I saw. I think I saw mm-hmm. some Kryptonite up in there. I saw uh-huh. Wonder Woman in action. I saw her crossing her bracelets in a cool way yes. that we love. Yes. See Luthor going a little crazy with his own intellect there. A little? Uh, Just a little. Um, <laughs> the Red Keeps are coming. Yeah, the Red Keeps are coming. The Red Keeps are creeping. <laughs> yeah, definitely creeping me out. Uh, you, made a, you made a good point on Nothing's On uh, last week. He, he very much reminds me of the All-Star Superman. Yeah, uh, that's Luthor, what I thought. Like, kind of just kind of in love with his own crazy, <laughs> huh, crazy intellect and stuff.
2: In Love right. with the theater of, of it, the lo- and just in love with the theater of of, of manipulation and, and right. superiority,
0: right? And being able to you know, move all these pieces around on the board and, and then I make think he's wiser. yeah, I think he chanted a little bit
2: too much Lex, Lex Luthor, so calm down on the rhetoric sometimes,
0: <laughs>
2: Mr. Actor, sir.
0: Oh, right, what he said, he said is comic- <laughs> like genocide or something, yeah. Like
2: that. Calm down. Pull it back a little bit. You get paid to be there. It's not a it's
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, a, oh no, please don't let a whole bunch of people adore it stop. and love me. Stop. stop no, please. Me. Stop, yeah, stop stop giving me adoration <laughs> and respect, please. Oh, I can't take it anymore. Please <laughs> don't stop put throwing all, all your first money class at me.
2: Plane. Don't put me on a first class flight out <laughs> to a con where all my food is comped and, and provided and and all of it and I get security to walk me around and I get to sit in a a five-star hotel and relax, drink, and, you know, calm it down. It's not the Holocaust.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds down. like genocide, buddy. Wow. Calm it down. It's it's just, all right. It's, yeah. yeah, that was <laughs> kind of funny.
2: You don't have to be a jerk to be like, like I'm sure no he was trying. To,
0: I'm sure he was trying to be like, you know, flippant yeah. or kind of yeah. you know, funny and sarcastic, yeah. but it just came off as stupid.
2: Just, just use other words. Yeah. Other words.
0: Do you know what genocide? I don't think you think that word means what you think it means. <laughs> so I think I, I mentioned this on nothing's on too. I wish they'd gone with this trailer first. I mean, I know the other one was just a teaser, but instead of a bunch of random cuts and stuff, right. yeah, yeah, I really appreciated the more the story hooks in this trailer. We kind of we get we understand where everybody's coming from and where they are on the board and and why this thing is happening now. All in one trailer, I thought. They really should have led with this trailer. I think the buzz would have been a lot better leading up to it if they had.
2: Well, that's the those I te- I don't know. The teaser thing is just a it's, a it's a thing of the time now, where you have to.
0: Oh, I know. There's teasers of teasers now. Yeah, like, like for Ant Man, is... there was a teaser of the teaser. Yeah. It was like pre- premiering our teaser in one week. Here's the teaser, the teaser. of it.
2: Yeah, a teaser, a teaser, a teaser, and then. It's like it's extremes because they do the, the teaser of the teaser, which is nothing. They, they talk about it on TV. They put it on the news that the thing is going to come. This teaser is going to come out and then it's five seconds. And then when it, they finally do put out a trailer, they won't stop putting out videos like every five minutes is video, 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 video of it to the point where it could be too much. Right. Because like, Ultron was like that, I think.
0: Yeah, Ultron, Ultron was like oversaturation. I thought, They too. just
2: kept throwing out... De- and it's not just Marvel stuff. It's like every, you know, like every well, franchise. Look well, well, at the new
0: Terminator movie. Out. I guess they gave away right. like, huge plot points in that trailer before. Yeah, they did. the movie they even did. came <laughs> out, it's like, hey, guess what? Here's a big reveal. And yeah. It's like, they why did. are you doing this? <laughs>
2: it's like you go from nothing to, you know, there's no happy medium anymore yeah. onto this, stuff.
0: Because I mean, there. I mean, the the teaser was fine, but it just it it didn't excite me the way this trailer did. This trailer is like, yes, okay, now I really want to see this. Before I was like, mm, it looks pretty cool. Now it's like, now I need to see this right away.
2: Please, I i so my excited. Eyeballs. I know. Yeah. I, I, so him yelling, getting yelled at by Perry White.
0: The um, that that frame that's taken out of Dark Knight Returns, where he's on the side of the building with his arm out and his other yes. arm left. I mean, that's totally okay. the pose from Dark Knight Returns.
2: And the scene where
0: he where he kind of rips the car out from around him. Well, even before
2: that, that's what I don't think that's either either Superman. I'm assuming because we don't know either Superman is being mind controlled
0: right. or there's that scene with Luthor where he's like kneeling to Luthor but he looks cockeyed
2: like he looks like a little weird and demented like it's his facial expression like he's not normal and since we know because they did show the body of zod that he got it i wonder if that's you know if they take some of that tissue and either make him make a version of superman or you know himself or or uh or find some way to affect his DNA, or, or you know, find or, a way to affect try his to
0: clone and end up making it Bizarro. Yeah, that's what or, I would try, try to try to use do something to Kryptonian DNA and accidentally make a Doomsday. Because when Superman
2: well. shoots Batman with the and misses him, he could have like he shot to kill when he when he shot him with the X ray when the, with the uh, heat ray vision, and I don't think this version of Superman is going to go through all of that to become a killer. Right. Even if he's mad at Batman, I just don't see him, you know, turning into a killer in this fight. Maybe right. he's got a hold of some red kryptonite. We hey, I, I there's is. nothing I can't deny. It. Yeah, that that's Could a be. possibility. That, that is a possibility. They because they had said that there was not going to be any kryptonite. You know that was bull crap to kind of
0: we saw know. something glowing and green in that. In, yeah, in yeah, that ad for sure.
2: So that, that was out was thrown out the window. There is something, you know, there is some form of kryptonite in the movie. So there's no telling, man. When when Luther gets a hold of Zod's body and gets a chance to just, you know, experiment on it, there's no telling what, you know, what he did to Superman. I, and I, what I really loved is to see Wonder Woman there. Like, it looks like she's going to have more of a part than I thought. I thought she was just going to be a... You know, maybe coming at the very end as a flash. You know, like a after. I thought even after a credit scene or
0: something. Here's my here's my question though. Mm -hmm. Who is she fighting in that scene? That's what I'm wondering. Was that heat vision that she was blocking? That's what it looks like. That's what I thought of energy weapon. I mean, they really don't show who she's actively fighting there.
3: That's what it looks like. And I have to say to all the naysayers about her playing Wonder Woman, I think she looks great.
0: Okay, uh, she I okay mean, there.
3: I mean, okay. I think I I don't I I I can see Wonder Woman in in on the screen. It's not just you know everybody was saying her arms were too thin and this right. and that. And
2: she didn't. Have, I'm like, she looks like Wonder Woman to me. Well, we'll see. I I, yeah. I it'd be even cool if she stopped the fight between Batman and Superman, told them to get their crap together. Yeah, that would be like, cool. That'd be cool to me. I'd, I'd love to see that. It'd be a perfect way to, to introduce her as a an ambassador of peace and a warrior at the same time. Like, if you don't get your crap together, I'm going to be both of you behind. I'll
0: beat your ass.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so that you will get your crap together because there's something else, even worse that that's going on that we have to deal with. So, uh... Yep. I, oh, I Well, the
0: bit in the trailer too where, where Jeremy Irons is like, he is not your enemy. Yeah, you so we do know him, he is not your enemy. So, right. like you, we said earlier, it's probably the trope of they fight, mm-hmm. and they realize, you know, that they are on the same side. They even to get even, the bigger bad together. You know? There seems to be though, like there's a cult of Superman when
2: where there's an army out there, maybe using Superman's name to do bad things. Yeah, that whole. Spray painted statue and all that stuff.
3: That well, we those saw. soldiers,
2: mm-hmm. the soldiers with yeah. the crest, they have the Superman crest on their on their mm-hmm. arms. It looks like they're go. It you know what? It looks like somebody is goading Batman into thinking Superman is doing stuff.
0: What um, I think probably one of my favorite shots in that is um, Affleck looking at that joke, uh, the Robin costume. Yes. With the Joker writing on it. Yeah. I was just kind of like, whoa. And you see
2: that paper where he says uh, where he had the murder of his family. You know, the the news clipping of the the Wayne's murder. Right. And it says something uh, uh, What's to the effect of um, it's your fault or you did nothing.
0: Yeah. You, why were you not there to save your family?
2: Right. So I wonder if there, if, if I don't know, Luth, Luthor knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman and he's trying to behind the scenes trying to goad them both into fighting each other? Maybe. Just the I mean it looked like he would enjoy it. Like the, the it looks like when he's like the red caves are coming, like there's theater to it. Like he's just he's enjoying the, the theater of, of, of manipulating all these people. Like the government not trusting Superman, wanting to to he basically in the beginning they say he's responsible. You are responsible for the damage uh for the people that died uh during the uh the battle with the kryptonians they basically say it right when he when he goes to visit the uh the senate to answer for his crimes and then um i think they say something about something where gotham is probably a lot closer to, to, to metropolis than than what we usually know from the
0: comics well i do like that one and two where we um Affleck is talking. is like, how many of those from the old days in in, in Gotham have, have mm-hmm. stayed good? You know, what I mean, how right. many of them, you know, were good and stayed good? I mean, it so I guess good, things yeah. have gone really south in Gotham between that and yeah. that. You know, that that Robin costume with all the you know the Joker writing on it and stuff. And then mm-hmm. things must have been really bad in Gotham. And he said he has to die. He said he has to be
2: destroyed. He said he's the most powerful uh, weapon, and he has to be destroyed. And then to see Batman out there, there's a Red Sun uh, miniseries that's very good, uh, that's out there. Um, and it, to see, it's like if Superman had landed in, in, uh, the Soviet Union as opposed to America. And you get to see the story progress from there. Um, but they, Batman is dressed up in the desert, fighting these dudes in the, the army with the, with the, uh, superman emblem and it does look weird that superman would not be walking in between soldiers kneeling he wouldn't want soldiers to kneel before him so either he is being brainwashed or that is a clone you know the scenes where he's walking through right and they're all yeah. uh pretty much work like bowing down to him like master or whatever Like, it has to be either one or the other. It has to be clone or or some type of uh, manipulation. And I still liked, I know a lot, the the scene with the mom gets a lot of crap for people. But I like what she said, though. Like, listen, it doesn't matter. I know you're worried about them worshiping you like a god or an angel, whatever. It doesn't matter. Just do what you're going to, you know, like, just save them. Give them what they need. You know, don't don't sit there stressing about it, you know, because it seems like he's really worried about that, which is something I like with Superman is to to have that. When is it too much? When are you doing too much as Superman? You know, when because he right. doesn't want to be a god like you don't he doesn't want to be something like that. He just wants to to be a vigilante and help, but he doesn't want to be. Something that's going to change political, you know, leanings and he doesn't want to be something where a church is going to worship him or something like that. And I think it, it reminds me so much of what I liked about Kingdom Come, where you have an older Superman where he, you know, they wanted him to cross the line and he wouldn't do it and the whole thing. But they wanted Superman to be more than just a symbol. They wanted him to be more like a, a, a god to them. Or, or uh, a, you know, some like a general or something, and he didn't want to do that. He wanted to inspire people to do better, and that's it. Like he didn't, he didn't want that pressure to to be more than than what he was, and he always had that self doubt about it.
0: I think the problem the fanboys have is that it's kind of counter to what the traditional wisdom of the Kents would be for Superman, where she says, oh, I know "You know, what, she says, yeah. you know, well, the, uh, you know, you don't own this world anything.' You know? Right, all right." So I mean yeah, it's, an that interesting take, it's an interesting take on the, the character and the philosophy.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I know one thing no one can say is that they don't love that boy. Like when she does scenes with him, she looks she loves that. She acts she, gives, yeah. she actually plays it very well like a mother. I don't care about him being able to lift buildings and fly and do all this kind of stuff. I don't care about any of that. This is my son. You
0: know, this is what I'm worried about. I'm worried about my son. I'm not worried about the world. Well, there's the scene where she comes out with the shotgun against Zod? Yeah, in, in, in the yeah. to try to protect Clark. Yeah,
2: yeah, she did. So I, I liked, I like that. I didn't, will never like the father part where they he dies. I think they could have definitely did something different with that. That was not necessary. Um, but I do like how the mother. The relationship he has with his mother, I do like that. How they portray it, like they, because even his father, in the scenes where he didn't die, he still treats him like he loves him, like you are my son. You know right. that type of love that he gives them. They did do that well. I think they did do a good job of showing that he was loved by his parents, mm-hmm. by his Earth parents. So, uh,
0: yeah, just kind of a tweak of the philosophy of the Kents. Uh, yeah. between the comic and the, uh, what they in the movie. Mm-hmm. You know they they value their their son's security a little more than they value, you know the world being saved and helped. Right, right. Which I mean is understandable. Yeah, you know? like, I mean I never I never hated Man of Steel the way a lot of people did because I just took it as another World Superman story. You know I mean I, there were things I didn't like about it but um, you know there were things that did work. So um, this trailer though I am really it really has got me pumped now to see it. I was seeing the new movie. Yeah, it did. It did very
2: well in in terms of activity, at least. Um, Mockingbird, the uh, the last uh, movie with Mockingbird, that did. What did they even call it? Mockingjay.
0: It's uh, Hunger Games, Mockingjay Part Two.
2: Right, um, that what did the best in terms of activity and, and Twitter responses and all that kind of stuff. Sure, but number two was, was Superman. I number mean, number three versus, was Star Wars, right? Yeah. Which I thought Star Wars would be number one, but I guess because there wasn't a lot yet revealed in Star Wars yet, just the teaser.
0: Right. Well, that was more of a behind the scenes reel than right. like a trailer or you know, or something. So
2: they weren't trying to steal the show.
0: Like that Mockingjay thing, that's the first trailer to come from that movie, and that's the yeah. giant climax of that whole series.
2: Yeah, and they're ending.
0: So, yeah, you know, that's like ending the this franchise. Yeah, that's yeah, the last movie in the series and the last book of the series. so...
2: When Star Wars is about to be ready, like, when Star Wars is ready, forget it.
0: I, I know this crazy. isn't a Wars cast, but that movie has got me pumped. It looks great.
2: I already not look like, There's no way like people prepare to prepare themselves because when when that movie really gets started, it's go, uh, the promotion. Forget it. It, it. it it will it will tower over everything.
0: I think once. I mean, uh, once there is a good Star Wars movie in the theater that people will want to see more than once, mm-hmm. as opposed to The Phantom Menace, which most people did not, that they're going to have to weigh the money, not count it. You know what I mean? So will they. They're going to have to put it on a scale <laughs> and weigh it, because I think, you know. You I mean, mean
2: everybody Everybody
3: didn't go watch Phantom Menace a second time like I did because I had to see it again to
0: see did, did I, I actually know? just watch what I thought No, I, I did. I <laughs> did. I waited. I waited. It was funny because I camped out to see Phantom Menace for like forty hours. I did hours too. Oh, not photos. that long,
3: but yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, 48 hours. Well, it was pretty easy because it was in a mall with with a um, an all-night uh, giant eagle. So we just camped there for like two days and we just basically partied. And my buddy had his original Xbox hooked up so we could play some Halo inside the tent. And we just hung out for, you know, forever. Uh, like I said, for two days straight, and then we saw it, you know, at midnight. And um, the best way I could describe it, there was a movie called Fanboys. If you haven't seen it, please yes, do. Cause so. It's a, it's a <laughs> wonderful, really hilarious movie, uh, one <laughs> yes. of Seth Rogen's earliest movies, and, and just really, really funny, especially if you're a Star Wars fan. But uh, there's a scene where the uh, the character, the main characters go in and they sit down to watch Phantom Menace, and, and just as the lights are going down, one of them turns to the other one and says, "You know what? What if this movie turns out to suck?" Oh no! And that's exactly how I felt about Phantom as I w- I walked out of there just because my friends and I had been partying for two days straight. You know, looking forward to yeah and all this other stuff, watching you know the DVDs and everything, and, and uh, finally the uh, you know we go to see the movie and we're just silent. We're just well. Like, I told myself it to wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm.
2: I told myself it wasn't that bad the first time. Can, I you know it's funny too, Jim? You mentioned
3: fanboys. Um, I interviewed uh, Ernie Klein several years ago when his book Ready Player One came out. and yeah, great uh, book. Oh, fantastic book. Speaking of, yesterday his newest book, Armada, released, so check it out. Um, but I when interviewing him, I said if you ever were to do a sequel, he's like, oh, we, we planned the whole sequel to Fanboys, and that Hutch, Hutch was going to uh, go over to Tunisia or wherever and was going to make sure that Jar Jar was killed off, or I I forget the exact deal, but what (laughs) ends up happening is they end up on a cruise going overseas, and it just so happens that it's a Star Trek con cruise, and it's all those people like Seth Rogen and stuff. So, too bad that never got made, but yeah. Sam Solo
0: is a bitch. uh (laughs) You take that back. (laughs) Uh (laughs) The best Uh scene in that whole movie, I know we're on a tangent here or whatever, but the best (laughs) scene in that whole movie where Rogen's like, dude, one of my buddies works at ILM and he sneaked out some production art and I got a tat all over my back of this new character, this new Star Wars <laughs> character so he's a total hotness he pulls his shirt off, he's got the full back tattoo of Jar Jar Binks <laughs> so yeah. awesome but well, anyway, getting back to uh, trailers uh, the other yes. big DC trailer that dropped of course And I'm, let's talk about this real quick before we actually, get to the, the actual trailer actually trailer,
2: it's still a teaser it's actually yeah,
0: still a but, teaser but Let me, let me, I want to talk about this real quick, okay? Uh Uh-huh. First, they showed it at Comic-Con, and we got grainy, crappy, I took it with my cell phone, hopefully no one saw Mm -hmm. me take it, Mm -hmm. version
2: of it. Like last year with the other trailers that they showed at the (sighs) Comic-Con.
0: Right, exactly. And then, you know, within, I think it was 48 hours, they put out a high-def version of the exact same trailer. How, and, but, but. DC was all in an uproar about it. They were like, you know, oh well, we're probably not going to show trailers at Comic Con anymore, and uh, uh-huh. and you know, this is you know, violation of our trust, and blah blah blah, and all this other mm-hmm. stuff. To which I'm thinking, are you kidding me? Are you kidding? You really thought nobody was going to bootleg that video and put it up online? Well,
2: add right. to that, crazy. There were Come other on. there were other studios that were sitting there cosigning on it. I'm like, what what is wrong with you people? Like, do you uh, revealing Leaked stuff is the deal with Comic Con. I mean, you can't, you cannot have a secret when you tell how many thousands. people hundred
3: fifty thousand people.
2: Well, you in Hall, in hall H a, is what seven, eight thousand people. Solicit. And you cannot pull their phones. Like, why would you want to do that? You want people to tweet, "I'm at the Comic Con." You want people to take pictures when they're there. You exactly. want people to to walk around and interact and
3: and On top of that, why not just plan to at after the Comic Con weekend is over, just release the stuff that you
2: showed? Right. You're not going to force people to to deal with your timetable when you release something. It's going to be. It's going to get out. So I mean, just they have
0: to. They have to know.
2: Plan they have to know it
0: right. They. I mean. You have to. I mean, to. Can't like be I, that. That like tone deaf to technology to not.
2: I don't
3: think
0: going to leak. I mean, well, super a little not they? <laughs> Yeah,
2: the, we, uh, little,
3: the little press release that came along with the high def trailer too. Yeah, it, where they mention about we spent the last 48 hours or last two days or whatever uh, with trying to track down and, and take this off the Internet and blah, blah, blah. How much money and time did you waste doing that? Or is it all BS or what is it? Because I still think that, you know. They intentionally play up the drama of this. They knew it was
0: going to be leaked I think like they said,
3: and they do too. And they planned this whole PR campaign around it. I think
0: They've they got to know that, you know, I mean, especially after last year with the Batman v Superman teaser they had, remember? Uh huh. Um, I remember and, that. And, and, you know, I mean, they have to know that someone in that 4,000, 5,000 people in Hall H someone's going to put that on their phone, someone's going to put it up online and everybody and their frickin' brother is going to copy it and put it up on their site. I mean... So you just uh, put up the good yeah. version? Yeah. Either, right? you know, don't show your teaser All right. or, you know, just put up the good version. Like, I'm, I'm kind of um, and it's mm-hmm. interesting, they, they also showed trailers for X-Men Apocalypse and for Deadpool uh-huh. at, at San Diego. And it was funny because Ryan Reynolds came out on Twitter and he's like um, we know it got leaked, blah blah blah. It, we're trying to tighten up the HD effects so the 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 trailer looks better in HD. So we'll see you in three weeks. You know what I mean? Did it's like they together exactly they he there. realized that hey it got leaked everybody but but you know what nothing but positive buzz for that Deadpool trailer. Yeah, and, and I, I'm not even a huge Deadpool fan, and I want to see that movie because it looks fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love fun R-rated action movies, and this looks like it's going to be one. You know, mm-hmm. same thing with X Men Apocalypse. They showed that trailer. It got bootlegged. Just put it up, like you said. Put the HD version up so people can see it. You know, you know that it's going to get leaked. Uh, you know, let the let the people at Comic Con have their little exclusivity till the end of the con. Got you the know, exact. like till that day right. or whatever. Like, ooh, I'm one of the few people who got to see that. That's so cool. And right. then at the end of the week, put your HD version out, or live with the grainy, shitty telephone video of it. You know, I mean, those are the only Because well, no- it's going to happen. They're not.
2: Well, the nonsense of. The excuse is, and that's been aligned with all the studios that put up things um, at, at San Diego, uh, and they and they won't put up, like, they'll be like, well, why don't you just put up the video on, you know, put it online or whatever, and make it available to people that can't go to see it. They The whole thing is, oh, uh, people, you know, they go through so much to get here, and this is for them to have something, you know, exclusive for the people that are here. You know what? That goes out the window now. That's that's done. Like you you like you cannot like I just think it's just crap. The whole point is you want to advertise the movie. You want to advertise whatever the project is. Like to try to make it where it's an exclusive club for just the people that get to go to San Diego, I think it's just so small-minded to me because it doesn't take away from the people that wait online. For hours to go watch it, they want to. They want to be there in the room with the people right. that are going to be up on stage or whatever. That's right. Because I'm not one of them. I'm not one that wants to be up there waiting online line for two, three days.
0: No, I mean the last time I, last time I was at New York Con, waiting in line for like two or three hours for the Marvel panel, and I was like, nope. <laughs> I don't but think if you I can do, do it. That, you know, listen, if, if that's gonna, what you yeah. want to do, do it. That's... I know we keep mentioning J.J. Abrams or whatever, but I mean, mm-hmm. pretty cool that. Not only did he buy donuts for everybody waiting in line, and uh-huh. for Hall H, when they got to Hall H, he showed that behind-the-scenes thing, and it was released in HD at the same time online. It was then he took cho- then Day. then he took everyone out of Hall H and uh-huh. took them to a free Star Wars or- orchestra concert. Yeah. Um, Aaron Newarth, our friend, was there actually in, in Hall H. Do the whole thing. So went, I, went, you I want to give the people of San Diego Comic Con a unique experience? Do that. Do something there like you that. There you go. You know? Well,
3: and here's the other thing is is them complaining about the bootlegs getting out and all that other stuff. That's free publicity. Do I you see. really think that somebody seeing grainy cell phone footage of your trailer is going to go, oh well, that just look at the quality of the grain, grainy. I'm not going to go see that now. No, that's not gonna happen, that's not gonna happen, and if that's your concern then, then you have no business running studios because uh,
2: if that's the case, yeah,
3: you're terrible yeah, I mean the whole thing is is what he just described the whole thing right there with abrams that's that's that is that's that's how you do it. That's class right there that is giving the fans there what they want, giving the fans around the world what they want. And doing it with class. Oh, and, so and, let's I remember, to
2: him. and let's remember, J.J. Abrams had to had to make up for for mistakes previously on another franchise because he he tried to do the um, that's not con or whatever. And I think he learned a lot from that, like trying to trying to hide things from the audience right. that really wants to to be you know that really wants to see the project when you. Outwardly try to try to lie about it, and then pull it back and be a little too secretive. He got backlash from being too secretive, so there's no need to be. You could be secretive to a point, but you don't go overboard with it. it. It when you get to the point where it's like you're antagonistic towards the audience that wants to freaking support what the heck you're doing, you gotta say, you know what, it's really not that serious. Calm down, you know, like you're talking to fans of of, of the thing you're doing. God forbid they—they're excited about the project.
0: The reason you bring your project to Comic Con is to yeah. generate buzz. Exactly. The reason you are bringing your movie there is because the you, the the fans that see it will be evangelists for it if they love it. Look right. at all the great word of mouth that came out of Pacific Rim when they showed it in San Diego. Yep. Or look yep. at all the great word of mouth on the new Godzilla thing that they yeah, showed it in San Diego. Oh, I mean, yeah. there's a whole bunch of movies that, that got bumped because the fans of the fans' positive buzz on it. Uh-huh. And, you know, I mean, that's why you're showing your movie at Comic-Con. And if you want to promote your movie at Comic-Con, then you should be prepared for the inevitability of someone videotaping your presentation and not Steaks act all like... Yeah, and not act Remember all like that? Yeah, snakes on a plane. And not acting all like, Oh, we we you know, we might not bring anything now because of this No. You know what? I, I look at this, I look at when they you know, the quote unquote accidental leak of the supergirl pilot or yeah. the quote unquote accidental leak of the flash pilot. No, this is marketing and if you want to market this is what you ha- this is what you have to do market to those fans cater to those fans give them like Daryl said they want to be there in the room with Henry Cavill and and Ben Affleck and Zack Snyder you know what I mean they can they have that you know they they want to you know they want to have that you know they're willing to wait in line a day and a half just to get in, be in the same you know breathe the same air as those people you know what I mean yeah. but you know as far as you know the the trailers you know I I say, you know, after the con is over, put them on on HD. You want to promote your movie in the best possible light, you know. So do it. You know, the reason you brought it to Comic Con was to get the fans excited about it. If the fans are excited about it, guess what? They're going to try to videotape it with their phones. Exactly. So you know, if you want the, it's it's, you know, it's the catch twenty two. You want, you're saying you don't want that to happen, yet you want that kind of excitement. You know, you, you, you can't have it both ways. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, this is the stuff that... this is the, It's <coughs> funny, because this is the kind of problems that they have. This goes on with comics in, in terms of rumor uh, websites. This goes on with celebrities, with, uh, with paparazzi. Because the ones that swear they don't want the paparazzi, they don't want them when things are great. But when they want to get their career going, guess what? They go out in the most public place possible to get their most attention when they want that buzz for the night. Right. So you, you can't have it both ways. It's, it's, you know, the the monster is set loose. It is what it is.
0: Yeah, you, you can't have the to it. back in the tube. You know what I mean? No. People have the phones. They're going to, you know, what are they going to do? Have everyone throw, you know, pass their phones as they go in? Who's going to hold on to 5,000 cell phones? What if there's a doctor?
2: Exactly. Yeah. You don't got security and money for that?
0: No. You don't have the insurance for that either. You no. Know, no, you're, you're going to have a problem. Yeah, you're going to end up with a problem, so... You know, I mean, it's incredibly naive for them to think that no one would try to, to record it on their phone, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, in the oh, yeah, that, that's
2: a definite. That yeah, trauma.
0: I mean, you gotta expect that. You, know, you have to expect it's it.
2: It's gonna happen.
0: Anyway, the trailer we're talking about, of course, is the Suicide Squad trailer. Yes. Which ended up coming out in HD, which I'm glad of, because there are a lot of things that couldn't quite make out in that murky.
2: Me too. You know, yeah.
0: Uh, telephone thing that would come out a lot better with the HD. Um, it starts out with that great scene. <laughs> it starts out with that great scene with Viola Davis explaining oh. what she wants to do and how she wants to put this group together. So good. Very waller. Very waller.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, sure.
0: I, I was impressed that her cutting into that stake while she's saying, you know, well it's mm. my job to talk people into doing something that's against their best interest. Best interest, yes.
2: That yeah. that is such her show though. Like I when I saw yeah. her in that show and I heard the rumors and we talked about this earlier on and I was so adamant that I really, really want her to be Amanda Waller play along Amanda Waller because she's basically like she's practicing with the show she's doing, uh, that she, that, that just aired, uh, this last season. It was like almost like practice. Like we want you to practice right now. We're going to give you this show. You're going to be a, a, a manipulative, uh, lawyer who, whose job it is to push buttons and to get people to do things that they don't want to do. Sounds familiar. Yep. and, and yep. guess what you're doing now?
0: That's Amanda Waller. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, we also get the we get these like little pastiche scenes of uh, of Harley hanging, uh, suspending from like uh, um, like silks from the top of her cage.
2: And the crazy eyes.
0: She had such
2: good, she had the crazy eyes. We and... also
0: see a little bit of her riding in the car with Mister J. Yeah, that we saw being filmed. Mm-hmm. Uh, earlier uh, in the year and um, the, there was some speculation I saw on the Nerdist that this might be the origin of Harley Quinn um, Harley Quinn's all being stolen from uh, Arkham by the Joker and then being returned like okay. so she's interesting. not totally insane I guess but maybe insane enough to I don't know it's an interesting huh. theory though
2: yeah.
0: uh, we also get to see Slipknot we get to see Killer Croc who I thought mm-hmm. looked really good Oh, yeah. Um, we see a few shots of Will Smith uh, hugging his daughter and also loading a gun and then going off to do a mission. Uh, yeah. says something like, well, we're some sort of uh, suicide squad. Yeah. Uh, let's go uh-huh. save the world or something.
2: <laughs> yeah, they said, let's go save the world with Boomerang. Captain Captain Boomerang. And that's bad when they're saying, let's go
0: save Yeah, God. no doubt. Uh, we also see Katana. Yes. We we'll see the enchantress see both. Um, as the young girl um, going into the cave, who I assume is mm-hmm. gonna before she gets possessed by the uh, actual enchantress spirit. Right. Then afterwards, we see her like in a bathtub with a seven pointed star and like all kinds of crazy stuff going on, but she looks kind of confused. Yeah, it just it looked great wall to wall, man. I am I, um... just the
2: song that they showed that the song they planned that they uh, played over it.
0: And then of course the end with uh, Jared Leto. Now this is why somebody said it might be the origin of Harley Quinn because this might be Jared Leto's Joker talking to Harley. That he's not yeah. gonna kill her, Huh. so yeah. bad, and awesome. Mm-hmm. I thought that was awesome, awesome, awesome. And the best thing I can say about it is seeing Jared Leto as the Joker. I'm not thinking, oh, he's doing a riff on Nicholson or oh, nope. he's doing a riff on Ledger. No, no, nope. is playing his own Joker, and it yep. is something. And that's it, all it, i saw yeah and i'm down i'm so down for this movie it's not even funny. That's, it's so true
3: that towards the end of the trailer when they're just all in that one shot walking toward i'm just i'm like yeah. i'm so excited for this movie
0: yeah absolutely this is one of my favorite comics in the 80s and uh just the premise you know, back then back then it was a very groundbreaking premise you know to have a i mean we had books like you know, Secret of Society or Supervillains or Supervillain Team-Up or whatever, but to have an actual team, you know, of Supervillains that, you know, at any moment a character could die in the book and often did, Yeah. Um, was, I mean, when it came out in the 80s, was, was pretty pretty shocking, especially for a DC main continuity book, you know? Oh, yeah. So it, it's cool. Well, that, this movie is kind of taking that spirit, for sure.
3: That That's the thing is, I mean, can you go back? if I were to go back in time until younger me back in the eighties, there'll be a suicide squad movie someday. I first one would say, how did I get so fat? And two, <laughs> that's uh, what I would
2: say too. I don't you're, care.
3: you're crazy. They'll never make a mainstream film.
0: And, about. And I, I, I thought the same thing about guardians of the galaxy me too, and Dr. Strange and the defenders. And, uh, you, know, right. if you told me there was a, there would be a flash TV series, and not only that, it would be the highest-rated new series of the year. I would have just yeah. laughed. I'd have been like, "Yeah, right." Mm-hmm. But here we are. You know, it's a, it's an awesome time to be a geek for sure. Oh yeah, I'm loving it. Be- also,
2: uh, we're not, we're not gonna do the contest winner tonight. you are kind of behind on that. We'll do it with the next show. And you know what? Uh, if people can get in there, I'll extend it and let people get in more stuff and I'll pick two winners instead of one.
0: Wow. So people, That's if they want to
2: get there, yeah. their, uh, if, and if for anybody new, this is the deal. Send in, give us an iTunes review. I'm picking the best ones. We're going to pick, I might not even pick it. I might have someone else pick it, but we're going to pick the best one. So you make it good. Just leave us a, Good iTunes review. Email us at nothingsonpodcasts at gmail or just if you're in the Facebook group, uh, you can put it up there or whatever way, or leave your name in the in the iTunes review so we know it's you. Um, and then when we pick the winners, you make sure you stay tuned to the show because I'm, we're going to need your emails. I'll have an email for you to send your the, the, the for the winners to send their um, choices when they have to send their choices after they're
0: picked. Sounds good. Um, I think the next thing we're going to be reviewing on the Pike will be the Justice League Gods and Warriors, or Gods oh, and God. Monsters, yes, uh, anime yeah. that's coming out next week. And then we will yeah. be right around the corner for our season premiere. Pretty exciting. It's been a, it's been an interesting uh, interesting summer <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. But uh, I think it's going to be sure. even more interesting fall, for sure. If you enjoy geeky podcasting, and I mentioned you would because you've been listening to this for over an hour and a half now, uh, there are a few places you should go to uh, fill up your podcasting tank and fill up your MP3 player with a lot of good stuff or uh, streaming device or however you get your podcasting goodness. Uh, First, go to com. That's the home of the DC TV podcast. It's also where we're going to be uh, soon to be relaunching the Walking Dead TV podcast. Uh, one of the highest rated podcasts about The Walking Dead TV show on the iTunes, uh, out there on the internets. Uh, we're bringing it back and uh, just in time for the new Fear of the Walking Dead series, which starts in just a couple weeks. So keep your eyes out for our return, our glorious comeback, uh, The Walking Dead TV podcast. Also, you got the Black Box there from Sean Pryor. Uh, the Whedonverse podcast, going through all of the Joss and stuff. They've They've cleared Buffy season two and are on to season three. Good on them, guys. Pretty soon they'll be doing Buffy and Angel all in the same episode, and that's pretty awesome, too. Uh, uh, H-H-W stands for half Hour Wasted, and uh, those guys are constantly posting stuff. They just put up some random audio files from Brad's wonderful uh, Kidney Stones. So definitely want to hear that. And... (laughs) Uh, all that kind of stuff is there, com. And once you've exhausted all of those possibilities, there, switch your, dial, your internet machine on over to the Taylor Network of Podcasts.com, where you will find a veritable plethora of podcasts, including, uh, yeah, I said it, um, No Apologies, the, um, the, the geeky podcast that takes no prisoners. You got nothing's on with me and Mr. Daryl and Mr. Donny Salvo when he's around uh, talking TV and movies you've got uh, Arts and Crap talking about all your wonderful scone movies you've got the uh, comic <laughs> book Snark Fest um, with uh, you said an episode of that coming out where you talked about but, uh, what Bitch Planet some other stuff
2: well we just a, to we, to it? yeah we just reviewed Elephant Man uh, uh, Midnighter and Secret Wars one nice. of five
0: of the new version the new uh, mini of that sweet that is all available for you at the com. Real fast, um, the LOD is back in a new and wonderful form. Uh, we are doing live shows every Sunday night live on the Google Plus Hangouts with uh, the YouTube. So you can either watch, you can either join us in a Google Plus Hangout um, you know, and, and drop in the chat, drop us some questions or whatever, or you can watch our YouTube streaming uh, live as our good friend Callum Reby did last week. Um, And some other fine people Uh, every Sunday night starting around 9 o'clock 9.30 um, LOD B.S. shows are back at least for the summer so check that out as well And uh, that'll be the HHW LOD Podcast Network on the YouTubes Or the HHW LOD Podcast Network on the Google Pluses and yes, I know I'm pluralizing all my all my apps now because I'm I'm old so anyway, until next week we talk. Until next time when we talk about Justice League: Gods and Monsters, we're going to talk about Flashpoint and how that relates to some of the things that happened in the Flash season finale and season one, and some other goodness uh, running up toward the new seasons of DC TV. Until next time, gentlemen. Thank you for joining me, and we are ghosts. Good night. Good night. Good night. Drums please. <laughs>
1: Pop in my CD and let me run around and put your car on cruise and lay back cause this is summertime. She turned around to see what you beeping at. It's like the summer's a natural aphrodisiac, and with a pen and pad, I compose this rhyme to hit you, up to get you equipped for the summertime.